5: Stom, stom,
3: stom.
4: <laughs> you are listening to the Burrows
0: of Berea. Well, welcome back to the Burrows of Berea. I am Rick Welch, the Pod Father. <laughs> Rick, the Pod Father Welch. <laughs> uh, to my left, we have Rick Electric Rickaloop, <laughs> the more nude. brainier, sexier Rick. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, straight is out of he Compton. lower carb, huh? less
1: less filling, Rick? Or yeah.
3: <laughs> what is the Rick 2, electric rick
5: <laughs> Electric Rickatoo. Don't anybody answer that question.
0: <laughs> straight out of Compton, Ralph Hicks. Represent. Behind the glass, Rocket Man, Andy Bishop. <laughs> Sarita the Edge, Edgerton. Ola. Ba na na ba na the cherry, the annihilator Lewis.
4: Hello, everybody. Can, can
3: anybody
4: Bikes name that dust. song? By Led Zeppelin? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's <good job. laughs>
0: I don't think. How do you spell that? Is that the name? K A S M I R. Yeah. And we are recording here in Giraffe Studio in beautiful Hendersonville, North Carolina. We finally. Got to this place. We've been talking about it for six months. The Hebrew study. Tonight is the kickoff.
4: That's okay. We'll be doing it for six months.
0: <laughs> <laughs> longer, longer if we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, we, I've been spending a lot, to be perfectly honest with you guys, I've been working on this study for four years. And so, and this is a study, I, I'm not using a lot of other people's notes. This is, this comes from reading and prayer and time and um, talking to people about it. And it's, I'm very excited. It is my favorite book of the Bible.
4: That's just because it's Hebrews, and we live in Asheville where they brew lots of beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, but I've, I've put a lot of time and effort into this, and I hope that it's beneficial to everybody. But before we kick it off, Sarita told me that she has a joke. Do you have a joke? I do. Let's hear it.
1: Okay. So, cowboys, back in the day, used to use lanterns and put them on their saddles. They were the first satellite navigation.
4: Uh.
3: (laughs) That's good. I did not see it coming.
0: Yeah.
1: My husband said I had to say that one. It was a good one.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Mike.
1: It requires a bad dad joke (laughs) reference. So
0: Good. So before, you know, I just said it was my favorite book. And guys, you're probably going to hear a lot of paper rustling because we brought our notes with us. So just disregard all the rustling, but... Follow along with us if you can. So before I get into it, this is i got to clarify just a few things, all right? First, this is going to be a 16-part series, which means this is going to take us probably four months or more. Um, And this one isn't even part of the 16-part. We've done the four-part preamble. This is the kickoff. We're going to do something that I think is very important before we get into the book of Hebrews, okay? But this is the series launch. So first, this is the epistle— To the Hebrews. It is not the epistle of Paul to the Hebrews, like some of your Bibles will say. We did our first side study on that, and I told you that I don't believe that it was Paul, but it does not matter what I believe. As Origen said, only God knows, right? So, if you don't mind, Rick— Well, the guy who wrote it knows. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Uh, Rick, do you mind giving us the uh, definition of what an epistle
5: is? An epistle is a noun— it's a book of the New Testament in the form of a letter from an apostle, St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans. The origin, Old English. Epistola. Epistola, via Latin or from Greek. epistolei, or from. Epistoline. Thank you. Sin send news from upon an addition, plus, stellen equals sin, Send. send the word is reintroduced in the Middle English from Old French. Right. So, that's what an
0: epistle is. Okay, so it's a letter. And also, as we've learned in the past, the Bible, which from the origin of Middle English via Old French from Ecclesiastical Latin Biblia, from Greek Ta Biblia, or the books, from Biblion, book, originally a diminutive of Biblos or Papyrus Scroll, so that's where the word Bible comes from. And believe it or not, our word Bible has a Semitic origin, so it's actually Jewish. And it contains numerous forms. The Bible contains numerous forms of selected liter- selected literary works, and epistles being among them, including the Epistle to the Hebrews. So, Sarita, do you think you can give us some background on the uh, Epistle to the Hebrews?
1: Sure. The epistle to the Hebrews actually has a very tumultuous past in regard to its canonization. Since it was written somewhere between 64 to 68 AD, maybe that's debated too. Its consideration as a letter worthy of being in the Bible itself was debated for centuries. Yes, that's right. Centuries. Hundreds of years. For you listeners who have heard our side study, who wrote the letter of Hebrews, part one, you have heard the arguments for the Apostle Paul as its author. If you recall, Rick does not believe that Paul was the author of this book. We will not do part two of that side study until we've completed the entire study of the epistle to the Hebrews and give Charlton R. Carter, the third, the newest host of that series, ample time to work on that. How
0: about that? Ta-da! Hey, Rick Carter's a side study. Oh, did I just side do an, an announcement? You just, you just announced side it. Side yeah. Rick Carter will be doing the side studies going forward, so I'm super excited about that, and so should Andy. That just means more and more money. <laughs> Mm, the <laughs> <sweet king. laughs>
1: However, it's worth noting here that one of the reasons Rick holds that position is found within the pages of the first major historian of the church, Eusebius, who in his work, Church History, that's a very novel name, circa 325 AD, stated, quote, It is not indeed right to overlook the fact that some have rejected the epistle to the Hebrews, saying that it is disputed by the Church of Rome on the ground that it was not written by Paul." End quote. And that was from Eusebius, page
0: 1904?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 3.3.5. This quote in and of itself showing us that the struggle was real in regard to this letter.
0: So rather than sidetrack the study on a giant history lesson, on that particular point, I'll do this. In short, the epistle of the Hebrews was not considered a part of the canon, fully among the totality of the entire church, until it had found its full acceptance by Athanasius, the bishop of Alexandria, in his Easter letter of 367 AD, where he uses the Greek word for canonization, and this epistle was among them. It would later be settled in the Council of Carthage in 397 AD, not the earlier Council of Nicaea, as some wrongly suggest. That's my opinion anyway, and I'm not a scholar on the topic. One other important fact I'll state before getting into my favorite book is in regard to the (laughs) Antelagamina. The antilogamina, The antilogamina, Big word, huh? So here's the gist of it. Cherry, can you tell us what the Antelagamina is?
2: Antelagamina are written texts whose authenticity or value is disputed. The man Eusebius, in his church history— uh, who I mentioned earlier, used the term for those Christian scriptures that were disputed, literally spoken against, in early Christianity before the closure of the New Testament canon. That's the Greek word
0: referenced above. So that one that whenever you paused a little bit, Sarita, when you were looking at it, huh, it's disputed text. That is So Wow, that's a really complicated way to say disputed text. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was their words in, in Greek. That's how they said it. And so— of course, we transliterate. It's kind of like pseudepigrapha, right? So, antilegomena, antilegomena. So, entelagamina. there you go.
2: The antilegomena were widely read in the early church and included the Epistle of James, the Epistle of Jude, 2 Peter, Second and Third John, the Book of Revelation, the Gospel of the Hebrews, the Epistle to the Hebrews, the Apocalypse of Peter, the Acts of Paul, the Shepherd of Hermas, the Epistle of Barnabas, and the Didache?
0: Didache, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: They, there was disagreement in the early church on whether or not the respective texts deserved canonical status.
0: Yeah, so if you think about it, how many have you guys ever read these other books? Have you ever read the Acts of Paul or the Shepherd of Hermas? No, no, I've never even heard of the I've Shepherd of Hermas. I've read Second Peter
1: Hermas. and Jude and Second John hummus? and Revelation. That's
0: exactly right. So what you need to understand, because you have read them, they were canonized; they were put into the Bible. These other letters that were part of the Antilegomena were not. It was decided by the early church fathers not to include them. So, if you want to go read them, go ahead. They're not in the canon, but some early Christians used these books as part of their scripture.
4: I have copies if anyone wants to borrow one of my books. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think
0: that would be awesome.
2: So, so, just just saying, the reason these other books are not in the Bible is because the people who um, were deciding whether or not they should be, um, disputed their authenticity. That's bond, correct. Authenticity of them. That's right. Okay.
1: And the message. It was like authenticity. The message that was that they didn't contradict other parts. Yep. Of the canonical Bible, if right. you will.
0: So in other words, you what you have is a collection of books that were questionable, and some of those books that were questionable are actually in our Bible, of the sixty-six books in the new, uh, in the twenty-seven books of the New Testament. Several of these, five or six of them we disputed. And some made. were in
4: before and were taken out, and some were not in before and were added in.
0: That's correct. Very yeah.
5: major ones.
0: Yeah. And the epistle of the Hebrews is one of them. So, what do we learn from all of this information? The early church had disagreements in regard to the very books that we hold dear in our Bible today, and unlike today, where we all agree on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we are to glean anything from this turbulent history, it's this. It wasn't easy. Greater minds than mine through the ages argued for and against several books of our Bible. My favorite book was among those disputed books, and ultimately, the church settled it. And I found rest in that. I hope you will too. It's my opinion that the church is still in its continual growth and learning of what God revealed in the pages of those finally accepted 27 books of the New Testament. The church has rested on particular books, but not on the creeds they've established from them we are 1626 years beyond the council of carthage so we see the turbulence of the book selections now let's look at some more turbulence let's move on to the word creed and understand a little bit about them what i'd like to show you uh, excuse me what i'd like to show you is that greater minds than mine have then moved on to debate the meanings within those accepted books and established more organization if you remember in our hebrew's preamble 4 andy do you remember whenever we were talking about work, how the scribes and the Pharisees were like screaming work? And you brought oh, up yeah. a really good point. You were like, it's a it's a great academic question. What is work?
3: Yeah, it's I it's I could see where you could get it, especially when you're talking about the class of people that ran those temples. They were academics, and their whole thing was to sit around and have That sort of conversation about questions like that, I mean, that was a big part of what they were literally there to do, but I see where you get lost in the weeds, yeah, where that stuff stops to touch base with the real world.
0: Right, and so that's really what tonight is about. What I want everybody to understand is that Christians do it too, just like the rabbis did it for centuries when they'd sit around with these academic questions, but— I've always said when the ideas take legs, that's when it becomes the issue. And that's what the issue that Jesus had, right? So, Cherry, do you mind giving us the definition of the word creed?
2: Creed, noun, a system of religious belief, a faith, people of many creeds and cultures. Often the creed, a formal statement of Christian beliefs, especially the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed. The godparents will then swear that they believe in the creed of the commandments, a set of beliefs or aims that guide someone's actions. Not everyone follows a creed of acceptance and understanding. Origin, Old English creta from Latin credo.
0: So as the church continued to grow like a mustard seed into a large tree with many branches— They began to establish specific doctrines from the pages of the Bible. Once these doctrines were laid out fully, then the group would adopt these views as their position in what the Holy Scripture said. From there, if anyone were to become a part of their group, they would have to agree and adopt them as well. This goes for all creeds, confessions, and statements of faith. So, for a bit of fun— Really? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for a bit of fun, get ready. We are going to read a list of creeds, confessions, and statements of faith for you.
3: Man, this is what I do for, for all fun. of you I'm... that like Deuteronomy. Yeah, <laughs> this is, yeah, I yeah, can't wait. Woo-hoo!
0: So here's a list of creeds from the early church and the years in which they were established all the way up to the present. Ralph, could you kickstart this, please? Sure.
4: The Didac, AD 50 to 100, the Creed of
5: Aristides of Athens. A.D. 130. The Old Roman symbol or Old Roman creed, circa 215 A.D. The creed of Cyperin. Cyprian. Cyprian of Carthage, circa 2050 A.D.
1: The Dare Balize Papyrus, from 250 to 350. The creeds of Arius and Eusebius, 320 or 327 A.D.
3: The Creed of Alexander of Alexandria, uh, 321 to 324. The First Synod of Antioch. Synod, is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Synod of Antioch, 325.
2: The Second Dedication of Antioch, 341. The Baptismal Creed of Jerusalem, 350.
0: And the Apostolic Constitutions from 350 AD to 380. So, here's some more. A list of ecumenical and historical Christian creeds.
4: And my favorite, the Apostles' Creed, AD one twenty to two fifty.
5: The Creed of Nicaea three twenty five.
1: The Nicene Creed three eighty one.
5: Chalcedonian
3: Chalcedonian Creed. Hey, I got it in too. fifty one.
1: Athanasian
2: Creed
0: five hundred. So that was a list of you a list for you. If you would like some light reading. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Enter Donkey Laugh now, but it doesn't (laughs) stop there. So here's a a list of more creeds, confessions, statements, beliefs, vows, concepts, catechisms, articles of faith, opinions, oaths, platforms, etc. And for your listening displeasure, we're actually going to read them to you in alphabetical order. So prepare yourself. Adventist,
4: Pillars of Adventism, 1848, Adventist Baptismal Vow, 1941. And twenty eight fundamental beliefs, Adventist, nineteen eighty.
5: Anabaptist, Mennonite, Hans Dick, confession before the Council of Nuremberg.
3: You'll note me not making a joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: actually Hans Denk. Denk. Hans Denks.
5: (laughs) Hans Denk. Not Hans Dick. (laughs) Did did I I, really say that? You really said. said it. Oh man.
0: Don't even beep it. Just
5: leave
3: it up there. It's oh like it's
4: gosh. like Dinka
3: in the <laughs> a way to Dick is all. a legitimate name.
2: I, I, it is. I like Rick's version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh
5: circa fifteen twenty-five. Man, some of these words are hard. Yeah. The slight Schleitheim.
3: Schleitheim? Schleitheim. Confession.
5: There you go. 1527. The Mennonite concept concept of cologne or Mm That's how you smell good. Yep, 1591. And the Dorf? Dordrecht. Dordrecht Confession, 1632.
1: Anglican, the Anglican Catechism, 1549 or 1662. 39 Articles, 1563. Lambeth Articles, 1595. Affirmation of St. Louis or St. Louis, 1977.
3: That seems like when I was born.
1: Yeah, me too.
4: I want ninety-nine bottles of Anglican.
3: <laughs> uh, Armenian, five articles of. Hold on, rem on remon remonstrance remonstrance, remonstrance. 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 That's better. That's a better word. Sixteen ten, uh, the opinions of remonstrance. Sixteen eighteen, remonstrant confession. Sixteen twenty-one.
2: Assemblies of God, Assemblies of God, Statement of Fundamental Truths, Assemblia de Deus, Declaration of Faith, Brazil.
0: And Charlton, why don't you and Sarita uh, split up the Baptists. It's pretty big.
5: All right, here's some, here are some ones from 1611 to 1882 Baptist Thomas Helways, Confessions of Faith, 1611, Baptist Confession of Faith, 1644. Baptist Confession of Faith from 1677 to 1689, the Orthodox Creed of the General General Baptist, 1678, the Philadelphia Confession, 1688, New Hampshire Confession of Faith, 1833, the Free Will Baptist Confession, 1868, Abstract Principles of Southern Baptist Seminary, 1858, and the Doctoral Basis for the New Zealand Baptist Union, 1882.
1: Here are the ones from 1888 to 2000. Doctrinal Basis of the Baptist Union of Victoria, Australia, 1888. The Statement of the Baptist Union of Great Britain and Ireland, 1888. The Statement of Faith of the American Baptist Association, 1905. Johann Cargill's Confession, 1913. Baptist Faith and Message, the Southern Baptist Convention, 1925. The Doctrinal Statement of the North American Baptist Association, 1950. Baptist Faith and Message from the Southern Baptist Convention of 1964. Baptist Affirmation of Faith, Strict Baptist Assembly, 1966. Romanian Baptist Confession, 1974. The Statement of Beliefs of the North American Baptist Conference, 1982. Baptist Faith and Message, Southern Baptist Convention of 2000.
3: Okay, so— Are we having fun yet? I'm <laughs> I'm kind of going blind. Remind me what this list is, because I literally— Is it boring the piss out of you? Because I, I, it's boring I've, me I've to death. Wiped, I've wiped what we were talking about. Do you want to Please know why? Get, this
0: is what's going on. For your listening displeasure, I'm going to read every creed and statement of faith— from Circle One Hundred to the present, just so that we all understand how he's this reading
4: works. the names of the creeds, not the creeds.
0: No, I'm not actually Very reading true. the creeds. Every one of these that we're reading, and we're not going to stop. This will take is years. That if you were to sit down and read what these creeds state and how different they are from one to the next, and then how they update them and update them and then change and then update, it's Impossible. unbelievable. But we're not done yet. That's so, why we
4: have this podcast, because everybody has a different opinion, and nobody can agree.
0: Since you are a former Catholic and can most likely pronounce these, would you please give us their list? Certainly. Catholic. The
4: Edict of Michael Solarius and of the Synod of Constantinople of, 50, of 1054. The Dictatus Pepe of Pope Gregory VII, 1075. The Council of Florence. Confutatio Augustana, 1530, Tridentine Creed, Profession of Faith of Pius IV, 1564, Anti-Modernist Oath, Pius X, Uh, and these Piuses and these Gregories are all the names of Popes, the Maasai Creed, Holy Ghost Fathers, 1960, Vatican II Council, Dogmatic Constitution on the Church, 1964, little side note, that's when they decided not to speak in Latin and turn around and face the people. Kee-haw. Credo of the People of God, Profession of Faith of Paul VI, 1968. Common Declaration of Pope John Paul II and Armenian Catholicos Karakin, 1996. Ad tuendam fidem of Pope John Paul II, 1998.
5: Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, Mission, Vision, and Confession, Christian Church, The Design of the Christian Church, 1968.
1: Congregational, The Cambridge Platform, 1648. Savoy, Declaration, 1658. The Declaration of the Congregational Union of England, 1833. The Declaration of the Boston National Council, 1865. The Declaration of the Oberlin National Council, 1871. The Commission, Creed of the Congregational Church, 1883 and 1913.
3: Eastern Orthodox Doctrine of the African Orthodox Church,
2: 1921. Yeah. Huguenot. Huguenot. You know what? I I'm think right there you, could you could Cherry. if you
3: tried real hard. Huguenot. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa doesn't have... All righty. Start
2: um, with a D. Right. Huguenot, Guanabara, Confession
5: of Faith. Lutheran, nine, the 95 Thesis, 1517. Augsburg, Augsburg mm-hmm. Confession, 1520. Augsburg Confession, 1530. Uh, analogy— No, nope. an apology, apology of, and it's
0: not being sorry. This is—when not <laughs> when you hear apology, this is like argumentative debating. Apology.
5: Apology of the Augsburg Confession, 1530, Lutheran response to— Con...
0: how do you say that, Ralph? Confutatio Augustana? Uh, Works for me. So that Lutheran response is to a Catholic doctrine wow. that he read earlier, you see.
5: Yep. Smallkide. Small called. Small called Articles 1537. Treatise on the power of the primary of the Pope 15... Primacy. Primacy of the Pope fifteen thirty-seven. Formula of Concord fifteen seventy-seven. Book of Concord fifteen eighty. Saxon Visitation Articles 1592 The Reaffirmed Consensus of the Trinity Lutheran Faith 1655
4: See the Protestants can't even get it together cuz there's Lutheran and then there's Methodist <laughs> and then there's more and Presbyterian and uh the Catholics have just the people for 2000 years Catholics and, and just... we've got oh. the problem uh, well you know, <laughs> well it's just <laughs> We got people in their place. (laughs) In here in the South, that's what you do to the women, remember? (laughs) Methodist. Minutes of some late conversation, 1744.
3: Oops, somebody accidentally lit uh, Ralph for half of the room on fire.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I said that's what the Southern southern (laughs) folks do. That's not me. The Scripture Way of Salvation, 1765. Articles of Religion, 1784. Confessions of Faith, United Methodist Church, 1968, and Soldiers' Covenant of the Salvation Army, a church created by former Methodists.
5: Moravarian, Moravian, Moravian. Moravian. Mm-hmm. The three. Ecumenical. Ecumenical creeds, apostles, Nicedes, and. Athanasian. Athanasians. The Augsburg Confession. The Confession of the Unity of the Bohemian. Brethren of 1535, the Barman Declaration of 1934, and the 39 Articles of the Church of England.
1: Hallelujah. Pentecostal Assemblies of God Statement of Fundamental Truths 1916, Indian Pentecostal Church of God Statement of Faith,
2: Presbyterian. Scott's Confession, 1560, Westminster Confession of Faith, 1646, the Confession of the Waldenses, 1655, the Confession of the Cumberland Presbyterian Church, 1814, 1883, the Confession of the Free Evangelical Church of Geneva, 1848, the Confession of the Free Italian Church, 1870, the Auburn Declaration, 1837, Auburn Aff- Affirmation, PCUSA 1924, Book of Confessions, PCUSA Part 1, Second Edition 1970, The Creed of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church of Chile 1983, Living Faith, A Statement of Christian Belief, Presbyterian Church in Canada 1984, Puritan Congregational, Cambridge Platform 1648,
0: and one of my faves, Quaker. The Confession of the Society of Friends from 1675, Richmond Declaration. 1887. Ralph, will you and Charlton Carter split up the reformed ones? There's quite a few.
4: As long as all of the listeners don't kill me for my last little joke,
3: I'd like to. (laughs) I'd like to point out at this point that there's a little button on your podcast app that allows you to play things back at (laughs) (laughs) 1.5 times the speed they actually are at, Mm -hmm. and uh, and that's probably a good button. Yeah, Yeah. you should push that anytime you get to me. Now
0: are like what in the crap? And I'm sorry, but I said your displeasure. Uh, I need you guys. To understand this, I really do. So reformed.
4: Here are the ones from 1523 to 1580. The 67 Articles of Ulrich Zwingli, 1523, the Evangelical Council of Ansbach, 1524, 10 Conclusions of Bern, 1528, First Helvetic Confession, 1536, the Consensus of Geneva, 1552. First Scotch Confession, 1560, Craig's Catechism, 1581, Second Helvetic Confession, 1586, Gallican Confession, 1559, Belgic Confession, 1561, Heidelberg Catechism, 1563, The Hungarian Confession, 1570, and The Second Scotch Confession,
5: 1580. Charlton? Here are the ones from 1615 to 1996, the Irish Articles of 1615, Canons of Dort from 1618 to 1900. No, 1618 to 1619. Oh, 1619. Mm-hmm. Westminster Confession of Faith, 1646, Salvoy Declaration, 1658, Helvetic Consensus, 1675, Second London Confession of Faith, sixteen seventy seven to sixteen eighty nine. Wall, Walkeret Walkerant Articles, sixteen ninety three. Belhar Confession, Dutch Reformed Mission Church, nineteen eighty six. Cambridge Declaration, nineteen ninety six. Hey, even the Salvation Army has one. <laughs> Articles of War of the Salvation Army.
1: United Church of Canada, a. A New Creed, it's 1968.
5: Ah, uh, United
3: Church of Christ. Statement of Faith of the United Church of Christ, 1959-1977.
2: Waldensian Confession, 1655.
3: That be Waldensian.
2: I like my version better. <laughs> and you know what? Considering that these are opinions, that's my opinion. Well,
0: why don't you read the next one then?
2: Well, this one, Welchianism. oh What? What? The Hey, Have You Ever Thought of It This Way? Conspiracy Edition of the Articles of the Confederation of Waste of Brain Space and Oxygen, circa 2023.
0: How about that? Hey, he wrote that after he met me the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, you're one of two people. Either A, you enjoyed that, or B, you didn't. Even Andy. Even Andy. Wow. Uh, Andy obviously Even, lost I think we lost complete, him. Yeah, absolutely. Every, uh, everyone— Everyone is either one kind of two people. Believe it or not, I have a point. And you may have picked up on it, and maybe not. Maybe you're asleep. Maybe you've changed over to the radio to listen to polka music, and I don't blame you. I do find it odd. Maybe if we should actually, set all this. Can we get some public domain polka and I can just put a way Please do it.
3: Does it. anybody else
1: come to mind? I need John public Candy domain in the back polka. of that Home Alone truck. Yeah. You're doing a
4: polka. I'm polka, a, polka, I'm thinking polka. about my friend's grandpa when we were doing uh, having a wedding and I was dancing the polka. And he said, yeah, you still haven't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So here's my point. If you adopt any one of these as your own and you meet someone outside of your group, do you know what you call them? A friend? Mm, a, a heretic. Yes. Did you say a friend? <laughs> yes. Yeah. A loser? A friend a A
3: confused <laughs> individual. So Family? You, so, so what are all these roundly... Disagreeing about. So, in in as broad of terms as humanly possible. Let's
0: talk about, like, so let's say the Westminster Confession of Faith is a Calvinist doctrine, Mm -hmm. which believes that man does not have a free will. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Arminian. Doctrines, which is man does have a free will. Then you have those that are split based on their eschatological view. Some people, like we've talked about in here, premillennial. So these are all different. They're really? all different. Okay. And so what they've done is they've matured over time. That's what people do, right? We've talked about that. Maturing is good, but the issue here is that every one of these sects have sat down with their group, worked, a, worked these things out, and put out their statement of faith or their creed or whatever this might be. And I know that it's good. I understand. If you hold to the Westminster Confession of Faith, and that is your faith, and that's what you stand by, I get it. I do. The problem is, is that there are so many, guys, over centuries, these have changed. Okay? They've changed. And even when they thought—you have to remember what I said earlier. This thing is—for the first 400 years of the church, they didn't even have a Bible. They had the Apostles' Creed from, you know, but they didn't have a Bible. So, the Creed had its place based on everything that when they talked to one another, it had its place. But when the canon was made, then they started holding to sola scriptura, by scripture alone. That's how they did it. What did the Christians do for the first 400 years? That's my question. So, uh, do you mind? And
1: before you move on on this… yeah. We have to think, Andy, just like if you and I were to pick up the same novel, let's say we both oh, picked sure. up yeah. Huckleberry Finn.
3: Yeah, you're going to like pull and different you, meanings and you, or you can. Yes,
1: you come at it from a point of view because you've had certain life experiences, and I come at it from a certain point, from certain life experiences. The same with the people who made these different creeds. They're all still human. That's right. Coming at it from a skewed viewpoint, a, a sinful, if you will, because we're all sinners, coming at it from a certain point of view. And so we have to you know, take that into account that unless we think like God, whose thoughts are higher and different than ours, then (laughs) maybe God didn't like that. Um,
0: Yeah, you better watch your mouth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have to understand that all of these creeds were coming at it from a certain point of view in a certain part of the world. And no matter how much we try to go back to the original language— the hermeneutics, who it was written for, what language it was written in, you know, to whom it was, you know, all of that—we're still going to come at it from a certain bias. Yes. And so, no matter, there's no perfect creed. There's no perfect eschatological view. There's no perfect way of thinking about the Bible. And so, if we're going through this very long, very boring list of creeds yes. that even I got bored with and I was reading—
0: Dude, I wrote it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, imagine how bored I was.
1: You know, you're you're sitting here, I'm thinking, well, they were wrong, but I'm saying that because I'm coming at it from a certain point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. Or so, And to say that they were wrong—
1: I believe they were right.
0: wrong. Right. And so, when we look at it, like, I say, ah oh, my point is you can have this group and you can think any way you want, go for it. But whenever you have that, and I say, actually, I see it a little bit differently. When they when they scream the word heretic, that's where it gets weird. Uh, Rick, do you mind giving us the
5: definition of heretic? Heretic, which also could be family in Greek, my, my opinion. <laughs> <Aha. laughs> Noun, a person believing in or practicing religious heresy, a person holding an a. Op- an opinion at odds with what is generally accepted. Right.
0: So, the fact is, human beings like to establish order. Andy, you and I have done this. We talked about groupthink and how we establish order and how we organize all of this by creating systems of thought, adopt them as a group to have a sense of community, and then, unfortunately, we demand that you agree or else. And that's really what happens. So, keep this in mind always. And my final point, and I'm going to give you a special illustration that Jesus shared— with the people of his generation, in regard to the kingdom of heaven. And I really want you to listen to this. And if you've already turned off the podcast, you missed it. I hope that you hung in there long enough to hear it. Cherry, would you please read Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 and 32?
2: He presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a person took and sowed in his field. And this is smaller than all the other seeds, but when it is Fully grown, it is larger than the garden's plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the sky come and nest in its branches.
0: So I just, can you see the picture? You know what the seed is, the person who planted it, the the field where it was sown? Do you see the tree? Do you know what the birds are? So here's a thought. Many theologians in history have debated the meaning of this parable. Giants of the faith, such as St. Jerome, St. Augustine, Chrysostom, they all had differing views of its meaning, and mine differs from theirs. And to me, it's plain as day, right? So, the seed is the kingdom of heaven. The seed is the promised seed that God said would come when he cursed the serpent. Her seed, the Christ, the Messiah, his life and message are small and insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Imagine Rome, guys. Imagine how big Rome is and this little desert preacher talking about this stuff, right? This is very small and insignificant. The person in this parable is the Father who sent him, the Holy Spirit who led him, and himself who put himself on the cross to die to be planted in the earth. The tree is the same thing as the vine. We all know that, right? I am divine and you are the branch. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ is divine, we are the branches. The kingdom of heaven is Christ and his church. So you got me so far, right? Mhm. I don't agree, but yes. You don't think so. Oh. You mean you missed the welchianism heresy, heretic. <laughs> Only in welchianism. Let, let the record <laughs> let the record
3: show that Gregula was not into Rick's joke, which was very good. <laughs> actually, yeah, Gregula pop, uh, popped a little recording, and he, didn't he? And he jumped up on the computer to be a pain in the butt, so and turned us off for a minute. <laughs> I didn't even know till it started playing back, and it just like I was looking at Rick, and I was like, "Why aren't this words? <laughs> <laughs> Where did and it go?" Oh, looking uh, at you, like what's happening? I was just like, it was an Asian film, why? and then I, I thought you were like, <laughs> uh, I just couldn't Kung figure it out. Me. I thought you were like talking to me and then mouthing something else, like. <laughs> and then talking and I just... hes
4: a ventriloquist.
0: We're all staring at him. So... Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> so, just,
3: <laughs> I just... It just My brain was so slow. And I looked over and the clock was rolling because it was playing.
4: And I was yeah. like, well, the clock's still going.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, well,
4: anyway. You better clean your clock there, pal.
0: Yeah, right? So now that, you know, Ralph has, is- been set on fire once. Now he's gonna get twice for being a heretic of my view. No, I'm just kidding. So here, and that's actually a great point that you make. You have a differing view, and I think it's welcome in here. For me, the thing that I wanted you guys to 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 pick up on this time is the birds. What's the point of the birds? The birds. He he says that the tree grows so large with its branches that the birds nest in it. Now you can you can get crazy with parables, and I don't think parables are meant to be super, super analyzed like this. They usually have a genuine, basic meaning, and the point is, is that the seed goes in as something small and significant, and it becomes large. But I thought it was interesting. He didn't have to say anything about the nesting of the birds. Think about it. He could have just said it becomes large. The simple meaning would have been met. So he does say that the birds nest in it. So does that mean that it's strong and can withstand it? I don't think so. I think there's a reason why he put those birds in that tree. And if you don't mind, Rick, would you read Matthew earlier? We were just reading in 13, 31 and 32. Let's go back a little earlier to a different parable and read verse 3 and 4.
5: And he told them many things in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up.
0: So later he tells the disciples about what those birds are. And these aren't those cheesy kind like Alfred Hitchcock told us about. They are far more menacing. That's the point of this podcast today. They're far more menacing than them. Sarita, can you read Matthew 13, uh, verses 18 and 19?
1: Listen then to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one sown with the seed beside the road.
0: Are you picking up? Are you—honestly, in this room, are you guys picking up what I'm laying down here?
1: I see where you're going with it. I don't know necessarily that I agree with it, because just a few chapters before, he talked about, um, in Matthew 6, the birds of the field, and they do not sow or reap or store away, yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Mm -hmm. And I think the mustards—we're the birds. Yeah. We're being fed by this seed, so I don't—what— have you already said what you think they mean? Have I gone too far yet? No. I mean, okay. I'm just
0: asking you if you picked up—
1: I do pick you know, up what you're laying down. I
0: see that because it's all happening in Matthew 13 together, I see that as a consistent—now, and and guys, listen, I can be wrong, but I don't think that my my point is wrong. I think my point is is that we can get in the weeds big time, and then we are harsh to one another while well, I will try to ask questions. Has anybody kept up with what's happening to Gary DeMar right now? You guys see what's going on? People are slamming him just I have because not. dude, he's coming out of his shell a little bit. He's he actually just started a new podcast. I
1: saw that. Good.
0: He is not
4: the guy I would be on want to be on the other side of the table with.
0: No, and the guy that he's on that podcast with, Kim Burgess, yeah, is it's amazing. That dude is brilliant. And so they've got this new thing out and they're actually just asking questions and Gary's like, "Hey, they're all wanting me to answer these three questions." And he's not going to. You know why? Because he's a grown man. And he can do whatever he wants. Right. And you people are insane. Just because he's ran this organization for years, you think you can just yell and call him a clown? Get over yourself. Seriously. So anyway, as we go on and we study the epistle of the Hebrews, I want to ask all of us in the studio and the listeners not just to take our word for it, and you don't need any creed of man— to settle your faith or to put a nice big red bow on it for you. The church is a body. You are a part of that body if you put your trust and faith in the one who gave himself for it, Jesus Christ. And if not, if you're not a believer, then perhaps intellectually you can at least understand the point that I'm trying to make. Listen closely to some very wise words, and I'll let you guess who said them and who he was speaking to. Keep your hermeneutical process and time statements in front of you. Remember the Bible wasn't written to you, but it was for your benefit. Cherry, can you read Matthew 10, verses 16 through 23?
2: Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be as wary as serpents, and as innocents Innocent as doves, but be on guard against people, for they will hand you over to the courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will even be brought before governors and kings on my account as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given you in that hour. For it is not you who are speaking, but it is the spirit of your father who is speaking in you. Now brother will betray brother to... Death and a father, his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death, and you will be hated by all because of my name. But it is the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. But whenever they persecute you in one city, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel until the Son of Man comes.
5: So, can I ask something? Yeah, you can. Does everybody in here keep up with the chosen? Yes. Yes. No, yes, we said yes. Okay. I said no. <laughs> a, I, remember I shook my head. Yeah, no, she shook your head. No,
1: <clears throat> I've read, I've watched four of the first <clears throat> season. It's okay. actually a
5: fantastic, oh my God. it's my fantastic, gosh. guys. How really him, what is
0: it? On? Are you up to date? It's, yes. it's a new, it's Amazon on uh, Prom, no, it's on Angel Studios. You can download the app for free and watch all of it up to the present.
1: It's also on Amazon Prime, which is where I'm oh, all wow. the way
0: up to the latest seasons. Episode. Not the
1: latest season, but up until like two. the first three seasons. I'm only in the four first oh. four of the oh, okay. first seasons. Well, if you can you can
0: download the app Angel you, Angel Studios, mm-hmm. it's really yeah, and they've got other stuff on there too.
5: Sorry to spin that off, but there was a point in this recent in the beginning of this season. Did you pick up what was said here that ties with that? Yes. Did you catch it? Mm-hmm. I hope we're on the same wavelength here. Why
0: don't you tell the audience what you're talking about? Yes, Jesus me. is
5: telling them that he's sending them out, yeah, and that that they're not going to know what to say until that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a part in this, this newest season, spoiler alert, that one of the disciples actually mentions in a discussion, which was brought out in in their little uh, play, that he was uncomfortable to say the things that he said because he didn't, didn't understand. He didn't it. understand it, and he felt that. He didn't even live to up some of the things he said, mm-hmm. so it's very interesting to to notice that when when Jesus actually said that that, that it really did happen. Mm-hmm. They really did not know what to say. They didn't know how to portray themselves um, because everything that they were learning at that moment in time in their life was completely new.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were the beginning.
5: The beginning, almost. Let's say almost in faith wise, they were almost back to Adam again they that new
4: they were writing the book
5: yeah if you th-
0: and that's a great point because they didn't have to worry about it but they they didn't have the holy spirit like we know that comes later at pentecost this is prior to that Christ is with them but he stays back and sends them off correct mm-hmm. so what do they have to reference what do the disciples have to reference they've been the walking with Christ
2: they have the teachings that he's been teaching them. They
0: have the teachings that Christ had. Yes, they have the original scriptures, the Old Testament. So they have these things to reference.
4: And they have their discussions with each other.
0: Yes, and they have all of the things that they've, uh, they have observed Christ do. So they've seen him heal. They've seen him cast out demons. They've seen him do these things. So the relationship that they have with Christ is what is helping and aiding them when they go after he sends them, so it's no different. Andy and I have been talking about relationships for a month. We've been talking about God, the Creator, to the created thing, all the way up to the present. You know, like what re- relationship is. And they were fighting
4: back then. I mean, look at Barnabas. I mean, there, there was there were there was infighting as they were out preaching the word, and there of were course. factions split.
0: Yeah, think about John and James and how their mother right. wanted. You know, hey, I want I want John to be on the left, and I want James to be on the right. You know, <laughs> Jesus is like, that's not for me to give, right? This is the Father's business here. So they were always—and and they do a great job in The Chosen showing how that they're different. You know, like, Ma- I love Matthew. He's my favorite. You know, I love him. So anyway, and just so you guys know about The Chosen, we have um, uh, Matthew's father in the show, Alpheus. He has agreed to come and be on the show. So we're going to fly him Ooh. out here from L.A. He's going to be here with us. And Steve Sherman, Um, he— if you just watched when the cistern was was down, mm-hmm. the rabbi that was reading that's Steve Shermet. Oh, so he's going to be on the show.
4: Oh, and did anyone notice that the yeah. that the the, the the last part of the last sentence that he read is the beginning of all of this uh, stuff that's going on with uh, uh, preterism?
0: Mm-hmm. You're talking about the about how soon it would be. You
4: will not finish going through the cities of Israel until, until the, son the son of, of man, man
0: comes. comes. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that, and I've and Glenn Hill actually wrote that in his book, and then he went back and took it away, and he's like, I don't think that's what they meant. And there's there's a lot of a speculation, right? And that's okay. I think that's all right. And truthfully, guys, everything that we said tonight and what we were trying to bring to you, that's pretty much the best we can do. We're going to read and discuss the letter of the Hebrews at length, and you're going to hear opinions, and you're going to hear speculations that may not be your own. But remember, if you have not love then you are just a clanging symbol To all of us in the studio here, <laughs> as well as our most dedicated listeners, we are diligently seeking, believing we will find the one who the entire Bible was written about. And that's the purpose of the podcast and for the series.
4: And those of you that are saying, hey, the, the one that it was written about, that's the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, is all in one.
0: Yes. So when you have... And even that, Ralph, perfect. There's plenty of sects that actually disagree with that. There's sects that do not accept the letters of Paul. There's sects that only read the Gospel of John. There are sects that do all kinds of stuff, right? And there are some bad ones out there, some bad cults, you know? The children of God, that was one, you know? Next thing you know, they're molesting little kids, you know? You have all of these different beliefs From a person, and then they've built a group, the community gets strong, and then they hold it against each other.
1: I have a friend who came out of that cult in Forest City. Really? Her story is amazing.
0: Yeah. I've heard about them people. I know they come into- The word of faith. To where Cherry works sometimes. It's pretty weird, isn't it?
4: Well, no offense to Mormons, but- that's just the first one that came to mind because there are lots of them that would come I've to mind. I've only
0: seen them in the parking but lot. They, and even if they were there, Cherry's not allowed to say. No, but they even,
4: <laughs> even that, if that's... She's not saying anything. There are different sects in that, and they have broken off and, and changed and done lots of different things. So every... If Catholics, I mean, they're, you talk about the number one people for changing their minds.
0: Yeah, that's true. The
3: Mormons that moved to Mexico have a fascinating story. There's a big bunch of Mormons. This is where... Uh, uh, Boston Governor Mitt Romney's like family actually uh, they were amongst a group of Mormons Oh, th- I
1: know what you're talking about that, yeah that, they, the, the documentary on yeah they Netflix. moved to
3: Mexico and uh, and yes, that's uh, crazy. because uh, because of the polygamy thing partially and uh, but they got down there and for a while in certain parts of Mexico, a large bulwark against uh drug smugglers and small pockets of the country were these like pockets of transplanted like well-organized and armed mormons. Wow. Yes. I like the I've armed also, part. I've also been called? talking
1: I've also been talking to a lady who wrote a book called Unveiling Grace and mm-hmm. she has come out of the Mormon church. Wow. Her story is also fascinating.
3: Man. I, I don't know what that documentary is called. I just I heard these stories kind of piecemeal. I don't know what
1: I'll the document a, I have I'll, to look it up.
0: I'll, I'll just Google armed Mormons. It'll well, probably there, bring it yeah,
3: up. Yeah, there is a thing. I mean, it's like pockets. It's not like they were controlling a third of the country, but there's areas of Mexico that were, yeah, where the cartel was kind of kept at bay mm-hmm. because there were like organized groups of Mormons. Yes. And most of them were transplants from the U.S., mostly because of polygamy. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> yep. So well, um, yeah. I just want to say one thing about all this reading that we did. When I first uh, looked at all this and I I seen all these different creeds and and, um, uh, I just thought to myself, that's overwhelming. It kind of reminded me of when I read uh, the book of Leviticus in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking after I read all that and all the different laws and what they had to do and what they had to present to the temple and everything. I remember thinking after reading that book of the Bible, this is absolutely impossible. There's just no way like there's no way that you could perfectly follow any of that, me personally, any more than I could pick one of these creeds and be able to hold myself to that standard 100%. So just for me personally, I'm just thankful that I'm under grace. And then I don't have to to try and match up to, you know, what either man says in a creed to fit in to what they think I should stand on faith. And then um, I'm thankful for the fact that uh, I don't have to practice going to the temple with different um, sacrifices and things to, to even try and get to where I should be. I, I'm under grace, and I'm just thankful for that.
0: Yeah, me too. And that that's why I was saying, like, what did the church do before the creeds? What did they do? They had the Holy Spirit. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Like, do we have access to the throne of God as believers? Do we have the, the access? Do we have the same access that the apostles had?
2: I would say yes.
0: I mean, there might be a sect that would tell me no, but I don't believe that. I believe that we right. do have yeah. the ability. And again, I always bring it back to love because I think that's truly the answer. He says faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these things is love. And I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not approaching it like a guru. I, I've been doing a thing on our Facebook page lately where I've been talking about loving your enemy. And it's not a fake it till you make it kind of thing you know, you've heard that, right? Fake mm-hmm. it till you make it. Guys, it's not a fake it till you make it. You, this is real love. This is loving your enemy. This is somebody that's willing to kill you. No, no, no. what? I'm sorry, but that's that's just the way I see it. If my life ends because I am put in a situation like that where I'm trying to love in a, in a very difficult situation, then so be it. If I lose my life, I gain it. That's how I see it. And, if we're going to yell and scream heretic at one another, you're going to miss the point. And a lot of people that, you know, I have a lot of solace and peace in my heart. I I believe wholeheartedly in this and in the Lord Jesus. I do. And I have, it's not just, oh, I get to go to heaven. It's not that. It's my life right now. Like it is paradise right now for me, you know, like that thief on the cross, Today you'll be with me in paradise. And all of these sects argue about where did he go? I called Mike Miano today and I was like, "Hey, Mike, what do you think this means? You know, because I looked up that word paradise. You know what that word is? What's that? It's garden. <laughs> today you'll be with me in the garden of Eden.
3: I suppose if you go back far enough, just a garden full of food would pretty
0: much look like a paradise. Yeah, I mean, and think about what Adam had. You remember, Andy? We talked about the Garden of Eden and how they had everything. You could have anything you wanted. All the beasts, and there was no worship there. There was no worship in the garden. Their worship was just walking in the coolness of the day, and that is what Christ is telling that man on the cross. He was. He said, "Guess what? You're dying a criminal, but when you die." You're going to be with me, in the garden.
1: Well, I do have to you say, have favor that. Couple of things. First off, we use the word heretic, just like we use the word. There's a bunch of words out there that people call other people names by. That when you use them so much, they lose their power. Yeah. They don't. They lose their meaning behind it. If 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 I'm a heretic, then everybody is. So um
0: that's, how, dare, how dare you i know heretic <laughs> oh um it's just got that hard k it sounds bad right it, it is it it's
3: phonically like a punchy word <laughs> yes. yes heretic
1: yeah and so you know we have to be very careful with that and i forgot my second point so i'm
0: well,
4: sorry i'm oh, sorry it's my fault i have a point we we always joke i, I want everybody to know, we always joke about Different religions, and you know, I know I joke about Catholicism uh, more than most, just because I was a Catholic. But that doesn't mean that I think anything less than the Catholics. Um, I come from the Catholic faith. I believe in the same Jesus and the same God. Uh, I had a problem with some of the little things, and that I couldn't get my questions answered. So I went to another church, searching uh, for a place where I could get the answers uh, that I was to the questions I was asking. That's why I left. Uh, I, so it's it's not. I don't have anything against Baptists. I don't have anything against the Catholics. I and we believe in the same Christ and the same God. Uh, just uh, s- some of the roadmaps to getting there uh, are a little bit different. So I went searching.
1: Well, I think I, fir- I remembered, and the second thing I was going to say is iron sharpens iron. And so if we all in here are believers in Jesus Christ, as the only begotten Son of God who came down, was resurrected, died on the cross, was resurrected. And is in heaven with. And God someday the
4: even Andy will believe. Good so night. if we
1: believe that, that's Stick ironing right him. <laughs> ironing sharpen iron sharpening iron. Because of this podcast, I have reconsidered some of the things I thought about eschatology, and I know I shocked uh, Mister Rickinator over there that I was not a preterist. That he was very shocked at our Christmas thing that I was not, and I'm still not. But it has caused me to go back and read what I believe
3: mm-hmm.
1: about it, because that's how we should be with one another. We should be, how am I reading this? Am I reading this right this correctly? How was it written originally? I mean, we should be sharpening one another, but we should be doing it. And I, I do believe that some of the people that we have encountered along this journey have not have been a little clangy with the the symbols yeah a little clangy a little bang bang bangy they didn't maybe not intended to be Mm -hmm. but the but the way they come across sometimes is that and i think maybe i feel like sometimes i can also be like that because we have to do this iron sharpening iron thing with love for one another as a people group and um you know that we care about one another and and What's going on in their lives, and and it's not just about you have to believe this way because it's the way it is. We have to be very careful with that, and so ironing char- iron sharpening iron is a hard process, but it can be done with love. And I think that when you said that, that was really p- important. That as we're sharpening one another, we love one another, we care for one another, we we respect one another, and and it can be discussed in a way that. We're not calling each other heretics. How many people can sit in a room like this with an atheist, a former Catholic, you know Baptists? I don't know what everybody believes, but and not yell at one another and not put each other down or call each other names? It's you almost can't find that in I'll, society I'll
2: call anymore.
4: Call names,
1: please. Come do. on,
2: Andy.
4: Well, you know, I, I've I, been
1: called worse by better. Only
2: behind oh, your back,
4: bro. I, I think that's a great like point and something that we need to remember too is. A lot of the people that are coming against us um, uh, or uh, other people only have their first understanding. So, the first time you read something, you have an understanding. The second time you read it, you have a different understanding, A, because you've had some life Nobody's um,
3: more ready to fight you than somebody that just learned a thing they think is neat. Amen, sister. A, that's voice. Amen,
0: sister. <laughs> hey,
3: it's 20 day day. Call me what you, you want. I
0: don't
3: am <laughs> I'm just not picky. <laughs> exactly. I'll answer whatever.
0: It's, it's, so
4: the more we learn, the more we gain understanding. And the more we talk about it, the more we gain understanding. I mean, you look at the guys in, in, in Jerusalem, and they're reading – and then they sit and they talk with each other for hours, and then they go read, and then they sit and they talk with each other for hours. And I would be willing to bet, just like that movie, Jerry Maguire, when he's talking about, uh, I bet you're in this class, and I bet you think this way. But then I bet when you read this guy, you're going to be thinking this way, and then you read this guy, you're going to be thinking this way. And when you're done reading everyone, you're going to come up with an opinion that's all your own. And it's, I, I think it's the same thing with this. Just We should be careful with our opinions, uh, because our opinions will change as we grow and learn and mature. And give grace to those that are in a place that uh, is 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 not uh, where
3: we are. Yeah. What what is that sound? It's the button I,
1: it's, telling you it's time it's
3: to go. Fancy in yeah. the other room, itching yourself, and my whole brain just couldn't deal with it. Uh, can you guys? Did you guys hear it? Mm-hmm. It'll probably never come through on the podcast, but but it's fancy. I just realized the other room, like. N- Itching yourself
0: and being like murr, murr, <laughs> a yeah.
3: little dog a little dog that we are fostering
0: <laughs> so that so that gentleman uh, and I will we'll close with this so that gentleman Tim Martin that I was talking about that's going to be sending us the Beyond Creation Science book. He's sending it. He's signing him and sending him to us. He'd like us to read. He's going to be on the show later in the year. He's from Montana. He's got this big farm in Montana. And uh, you can know, we
1: go to Montana?
0: Yeah, if you want. Oh, he, I love Montana. If you guys Montana want looks beautiful. Oh, yeah, man, um, that'd be great. You know, we 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 had to cancel our trip to Faustor Farms. You know, um, because my father in law had a procedure, and we want to stay home and be with him for the next couple of months as he recovers. Uh, but we'll get down there. Uh, we were, I was very disappointed. I was so excited. But yeah, if you guys want to go to Montana, I think we should. but that that man uh, Tim Martin, this is he wrote this. he says, I really like the concept of what you guys are doing with the boroughs. It's so refreshing. And that was just a nice thing just to hear that, you know And I think you're right. you know Sarita, I've been I've actually been concerned about you. you know I, no only only in the fact that you know all, all of this stuff, here comes Rick with all this full preterism. And I'm bringing on all these guests that are not me, full preterists, not yeah, <laughs> not this one. But you know, that's that's an incredibly hard place to be. You know, I
1: kind of got thrown right into it, like, there was no like ramp up to it. Hey, would you like to do this? And then <laughs> the next time I came, it was, I think, uh, Mr. Hill, I think it was, was the next guy. I was, Hill. I was like.
0: I'm gonna have to think about this for a minute well in that and I think and I appreciate the fact that you keep coming back because I ain't scared yeah and I'm not there's one thing I know about Sarita she ain't scared she's not she's packing too that's true and and I gotta be honest with you I don't think if she wasn't packing I still don't think she'd be scared (laughs) for the record (laughs) I don't uh, you know I'm not trying to convert you I'm not trying to convert you you have the Lord and you have the same spirit, and we're all built in the same temple. You're just I'm a not, heretic. Yeah, you're just a heretic of <laughs> Welchianism. But everybody on earth is a heretic of Welchianism. Except for Rick, Except for Rick Welch. I'm Rick Welch.
1: <laughs> um, even Holly Welch is a little bit of a heretic of Welchianism. She
0: does not follow and ascribe to everything that I believe. However...
1: <gasps> you don't keep your little lady under control.
0: I do. Here in the south. <laughs> Here in the south
1: right,
0: right? Well, we need to wrap this one up, guys. So... uh Rick Carter, thank you for being here. Driving all the way up from Columbia to be, with, be here he with He passed a ride right by me. Yeah. And Sarita, driving all the way up from Spartanburg to be here in Hendersonville. Ralph, Andy, Cherry. I came um, all Jake. the way from that other part of this yard. You did. And your cat lays on our computer. And not that neat? He, <laughs> he turned us it. off. <laughs> he turned me way off. Ah. Anyway, we will talk to you guys next time on the Burroughs of Berea. See ya.
2: See ya. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye, y'all.
0: Hey guys, this is Rick from the Burroughs of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if you'd like to give to help us with these episodes, it'd be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burroughs of Berea, you'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys. Do you guys know who Tim Mackey is? You've probably heard no. of the Bible Project.
5: You know, I think of. Have you ever heard, uh, of project, heard of the Bible Project? Heard of the Bible Project? Where they do a lot of the animations. Are you friends with him on Facebook?
0: Tim Mackey? Yes. No, that's Tim Martin. Okay. Tim Ma- Tim Martin is. By the way, he's sending us all a copy of Beyond Creation Science. Yeah, all of us. All of us signed by Tim Martin.
5: Beyond
2: Sign- Creation Science. Is he yep. somebody
1: I'm supposed to know?
5: Scientology. <laughs> no I <Beyond> was <laughs>
2: gonna scientific. say I don't want I was, the
3: book man <laughs> I was talking to that some that would
1: be Leah Rimini beyond Scientology yeah.
3: the guys that were leaving today just before you came like right in before you I was like telling them that Jordan Peterson had been here and they were being like oh Jordan Peterson's friend. I, I was know. like I
0: was like yes I, I actually was so, the funny thing so is excited we had we had it all set up and then you know I told you the other day that he's hit escape velocity right Jordan Peterson has hit escape.
3: I mean, velocity. he was pretty big before, wasn't he?
5: Well, he have was, you read The Parasitic Mind? Jordan was here?
0: Uh-uh. Oh. No, I was going to have so I don't even him know who Jordan show. is. No, no we, way. Yes. Jordan, were you, was, was Cherry not here for Jordan? No, Cherry uh, wasn't here. I for I don't Jordan. know who. I, this
5: is. I absolutely
3: is. know. You Sarita don't have Jordan, was.
1: I was not. Yeah. Jordan is Peterson?
3: He, yeah. Holy
5: yeah. smokes. I don't. Yeah, because that thing, remember,
3: he was talking about how he got cut off of PayPal and. No, no, no. Yeah. That's no, somebody different. That was different. Brian Godawa. I thought oh, that, that was, was Jerry Demar. And then Jordan Gary Demar Peterson oh. is from
1: Canada, eh? Oh,
3: Jordan Peterson. F- then I lied to those guys.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: like I totally he, lied he wrote, to them. He wrote the
1: parasitic mind.
0: Oh God! Well, at so least Jordan, I know I'm not
2: the only one lost. <laughs> Jordan
0: Peterson. Oh, he's like he was lava he's, right now. He's super hot right now. He's well, so not in inviting
1: uh, me. Good-looking kind of way, like honestly. He's
0: he's a he was a he was a clinical psychologist. Yes. Okay. And he's, went out, he's been taught, he's done a series on marriage. Oh, he Gary did a Dewey, on yeah. yeah, Genesis. Yes. And then Have now he's doing one on, a de- on Exodus. Oh, yeah.
5: Have you really? Have I what? You listen to the Exodus? And yeah. Conversation? Really?
0: Yeah. I've got it on the Daily Wire. Do you guys use the Daily Wire? You paid for it? Yeah.
5: What's the yeah. Daily Wire? I haven't paid for it. That is Ben
0: Shapiro's.
1: Shapiro. I do the Blaze.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like the Blaze, but it's
1: Ben
5: Shapiro's
0: version. It's, Darn it. Is it it's good? actually, yes, it's fantastic. Dang it, you can watch it no, tonight. It, We're what? having a Did slumber he, party. No. Did
2: he write? I don't know. It is. What was that
1: gad said? Jordan Peterson, do you know? I don't
5: know. Uh, say, what's the guy that he has a conversation with? Um, not for some reason, Sam Frost comes up, but it's Sam, not, he, was on,
0: he was on Joe Rogan. Sam,
1: that was a good one. That's
0: when he blew up. Right I after. listened to that before it got it. He was it already hot, big. but then when he Joe Rogan, he went, at, I say escape velocity. Well, you've heard he what's like,
1: happened to him now, right? He yeah. has to go before the clinical psychologist board, away his license. and if he doesn't admit okay. to what they admit to, they're going to take away his license to practice away- to psychiatry.
0: But it doesn't matter. He's already hit escape velocity. He doesn't need to practice psychiatry. What no. is escape but he velocity? May,
1: he may love it.
0: It's something that I want to happen for us.
1: <laughs> You're on such a momentum, you can't be stopped.
0: You can't be stopped. Oh, and so nothing can kinda, stop you.
1: It's In softball or baseball, you call it exit velocity. It's the speed of the ball off the end of the bat. It's, and it can't be stopped. Preterism. If you have good exit velocity, <laughs> pew,
0: it's gone. gone. So the idea is that when he finally reached that point to where now he is— He's just incredibly popular. A lot of people listen to him, and he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. I think
1: the term is "you're uncancelable." He's uncancelable. Pretty much,
0: yeah. So it doesn't trying. matter if he has his. They're so any- trying.
1: Anybody
3: works for themselves is uncancelable. Essentially.
1: Did you see that Kid Rock Good interview point. where he said that? What he said? I work for we're myself. I don't give up. I'll. I can do yeah. whatever I want to.
0: We're just we're just jibber jabbering.
4: Oh, for Lord. the engine.
3: Now I put mine down somewhere, and I gotta find it again. If we can find one.
4: you printed what out for me? That?
3: That's for today.
4: Oh yeah, I have a copy of this.
0: Okay, great. Oh Andy, yeah, here. <laughs> you
4: wanted me to record something for you?
0: Okay. What you don't. You don't have to play it. I don't know.
4: It was something you wanted me to record for you.
0: Yeah, it's. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it, you don't know what you recorded. What? Maybe he doesn't know what it was for. I, I, I didn't know what, it what he meant so for he the podcast. Gave, what he gave you is going go to go to, at the top of the podcast. And then I'm going to – what because I had to cut it out. Because it takes like 20 minutes to read. So I went ahead and had him pre-record it. And then we're going to be talking about it. It doesn't
4: take it. 20 minutes. But I got to tell you, I worked up a sweat in that little booth. I forgot to, to hook up the air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was like, oh, my God, this sucks. Did you listen to it? Did it sound okay? I did listen to it in the headphones uh, briefly after I did it, but um, I didn't listen to the whole thing. If I need to record it again, I can do that tonight after he listens to it. I figured he could just listen to it and tell me if he wanted me to do something different than what I did. Yeah, because I can re. -re And now that I have it, it took me five hours to get everything set up. You know, yeah. because I've never used that record. I normally use that recorder I gave you, which is exactly the same as the, the four. Well, mm-hmm. this, what I have is the 680 Mark II. So, it's like six inputs and this and that and can do this and can do that. And so, I had to read the book. It took me two hours just to figure out how to work the thing. Wow. And then another two hours of getting it set up and recording and then listening and recording and well, listening. Well, the Zoom
0: that I bought from you in that little box. Oh,
4: that thing is amazing.
0: Yeah,